Mr. Eric. Hey, Miss Tess. You are listening to Same Peaks, y'all. That's right. It's the Twin Peaks podcast where two librarian geeks talk about <laughs> Twin Peaks one episode every two weeks. Whoa! Ooh, we very did Very nice. Yeah, Miss Tess has watched them all. She loves them. I have watched just up until this episode, which is episode three. Episode three, also known as Zen or the Skill to Catch a Killer. That's right. Each episode of this podcast, <laughs> we discuss one episode of Twin Peaks in order of release. That's right. And did I like it or did I hate it? Stare into my eyes and tell me so, Tess. Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll start off with our recap. Yep. Uh, this is the uh, segment of the show where I recap the episode and Eric uh, fills in with his commentary. You got it. All right. So we open on a very awkward family dinner. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> the Horn family are having dinner and it's like completely silent. Well, the credits are rolling. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a good two minutes of them just eating. Yeah. Uh. And they're not talking. They're just eating. And you hear silverware hit a plate every once in a while. That's the only noise you hear until Jerry comes in. Jerry shows up. And the music changes. Yeah. New character alert, by the way. Yeah. I sort of felt for you um, during this episode because kind of a running theme of uh, this podcast is that you have partial facial blindness. It is true. And this television show has like at least 30 main characters. And this episode, they've added a few more characters. Just, so. to, just to throw me off the scent. I know. So here's Jerry. Jerry is Ven's brother, which don't you love that it's great that they're Ben and Jerry? I I did not even think yeah. of that. I <laughs> yeah. didn't even think of that. It's Ben and Jerry Horn, and Jerry um, is really excited about... His sandwich. These, that he's these sandwiches. I had at least like three or four. Where is he? He just came back from Paris. Just right? came back from France, and he's got brie and butter baguettes, and he's got one for himself, and he's got one for Ben, and they are eating these sandwiches, and they are having a conversation with their mouths full of sandwich. They are just so. Wait, he, Amanda pointed this out. Is that even a sandwich, though? I've never had a Cause brie and butter sandwich. Because brie is just cheese, right? Yeah. So it's, it's just cheese and butter. On a baguette, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at also, it. Also, I was... There was no meat or anything. No, also, I'm kind of concerned about the freshness of a brie and butter sandwich that just came from France. Do you think he has a fridge on the plane? He, I, don't, I, I don't know. I knew... He came in with a bunch of bellhops he or did. whatever yeah. to carry his stuff. So that way you knew... He was someone fancy. That's yes. what he's telling us. The music told us that too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Jerry is. Um, he's. Uh, he's. He's a baller. Yeah, Jerry. He's... They. Uh, they have a great conversation where they're like talking with their mouths full of bread <laughs> and brie and butter. Apparently, and he's really into it. Yes, the they sandwich. are. Totally freaking out. Um, and then um, the wife isn't happy though. No, she's why not... is she mad? Well, they were trying to have a nice family dinner, and then Jerry just busts in, yeah. and now Ben is not even eating his dinner. He does He's get eating. up. He was eating some peas and yeah. mushrooms, or I don't he, know. He walks out, yeah. and him and Jerry kind of have a little um, powwow uh, outside the door where he kind of uh, lets Jerry in on what's been going on since he left. Laura Palmer's dead. But more importantly, the Norwegians are out. Yeah, Norwegians are out. Uh, and also Leland's daughter died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry is depressed now because the Norwegians are out of the deal and Laura's dead. And he suggests that they go to One-Eyed Jack's. Yeah, which I had never heard of before, this right? Is is this is the first reference. New new location. Yeah. First reference to One-Eyed it. Jacks. They get on a boat yeah. to go to One-Eyed Jack's. Uh, which is a brothel slash casino, apparently. Where they are the only patrons, apparently. To currently, visit right now. Currently, yeah. um, and now we meet a new, another new character. Yeah. We meet Blackie. Blackie. Blackie is the madam of the brothel. I gotta tell you, uh, I was nervous because not. I mean, this show is not that old, but it's like '90s, right? Uh huh. I was very nervous that Blackie would be a person of color, and I was like, oh, please, you know that what I mean? Bad. I was like, please don't let that happen. And then I was like, well, I still. Personally, the name still bothers me a little bit, but, um, you know. That would be really bad. Yeah. I think I kind of pictured it as, like, maybe uh, maybe her name is, like, Marsha Black, and they call her Blackie. I figure it's because she's wearing black. She is Does wearing... she always wear black? Spoiler, you can tell me. Minor spoiler. I remember, but she is wearing this, like, cool, like, black gown, and she comes out, and they've got a new girl yeah. at the... At freshly the, perfumed. and Freshly scented from the oh perfume counter, which is gross. 
Uh, now, this whole scene to me, I'm curious on your perspective. It, I find it to be very disturbing. It's terrifying. It's So we've talked about how the show is cozy creepy. Yeah. This is just like creepy. I guess the beginning part with the sandwich was cozy. <laughs> yeah, they're eating their sandwich. <laughs> they're eating the sandwich cute. and they're, shoving, they're doing this funny bit where they're shoving bread down their throats and they're talking. And then now it's just like they're all lined up. Yeah, they line up all of the girls. And you can see in their faces that they don't want to be there. They're not happy to be there. No one wants to be there. Yeah, see, like, I try try to be very non-judgmental of, like, women and men who are forced into, like, you know. Sure. Uh... Like some sort of like sex work because they or they have nothing th- else. They're using their body to make money, whether exactly. it's as a model or something. And else. I really I don't want to be judgmental of those people, uh, but these girls don't look happy. I feel like the director or like the writers and stuff told them they needed to act like they didn't want to be. Yeah, there, and you that know, with and their the, faces. And the new girl, which by the way, um, Ben and Jerry are gonna flip a coin to see who gets to have. Well, her first. they said earlier, well, you got fifty percent chance to see who gets it first. And I was like, who's, what's going on? But it was between the two of them. I feel a coin to have the new girl. New girl looks kind of like Laura, doesn't she? A little bit. New girl looks terrified. She does. And I just thought it was creepy that she also kind of looks like Laura. And I don't know. I found that scene to be very disturbing. I'm glad that you're backing me up on that. The new character, is that Ben or Jerry? Jerry. Jerry's a new new guy and Ben is the, okay. Yeah, Yeah. very creepy. Especially the music changes to the creepy music. I don't like it, man. Yeah, so Ben and Jerry apparently have VIP status at One-Eyed Jacks. And uh, they get to test out the new girls. And uh, super creepy scene at One-Eyed Jacks. Real scary. Right across the lake or whatever. Yeah. Um, back to Cozy, we see James and Donna, um, they've, uh, they're telling each other that they've loved each other for a while, like, this is right after they've yeah. had family dinner and they're sitting on the couch and they're kind of confessing to each other that they've, yeah. um, they've always had feelings By the way, Dad did not want to leave them alone on that couch, right? But he did. But what? he did. He did, good for him, but he kind of, like, lingered, he was like, so, uh. You, uh, well, I see you, are you going to church tomorrow morning? I like that he also oh, threw that yeah. in there. Like, Donna, don't forget that we go to church. Don't forget we go to church, <laughs> and no matter what happens in this house, uh, Jesus is watching you. So, just a heads up, you know? He but, did leave her, though, but he which does is nice. Yeah, like, he's a great dad. They might, Donna might have the coolest parents ever, and do, are they gonna do stuff on that couch? Because it kind of, oh, like... Oh, you mean, like, sexy stuff? Yeah, they start kissing, and then it sort of, like, fades away. And well, I, I hope they don't do too much. I mean, I that's weird. They that is hot. weird. Especially, you know... <laughs> I'm going to say maybe they were just I think they made out. out. And they I think making, making out, out for, like, that age, because they're supposed to pretend they're high they're schoolers, so, right? They're supposed to be I think making out for that age is, like, a big deal. So I think that's what it was, you know? James um, is a good guy. We get to see Coop, first, first uh, Coop of the episode. He's... Finished whittling his whistle. And Did he goes, you know doot, 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 doot. and he goes, yeah, like he's like, yeah. He's so excited about yeah, his whistle. He's yeah. so cute. Um, he uh, he talks. He gets a phone call from Hawk, mm-hmm. and Hawk lets him know that uh, when he went to the hospital, Renette was still unconscious. Uh, what are you laughing about? Well, I'm just laughing because at this point, so Hawk mentions that he found there was a one eyed man, yeah. and Amanda goes, wait. When did that happen? Because, again, for, if you're a new listener, I watch this with my wife, Amanda, who's only half watching because she happens to be in the room with me. And she was like, "When? where did I miss the one-armed guy? Yeah, you know? that was but, in the last episode. Yeah. Now Hawk is updating Coop on yeah. it. He said there was a one-armed man. Um, and then uh, Coop gets a little, little note slid under his door. And when he goes to check it out, it's just a note that says Jack with one eye. Yeah. I do, I do, yeah, whoa, that whoa, is weird. Which, mystery. speaking of, just to go back to Hawk real quick, I do like, Coop was like, so did you investigate? He was like, yeah, and he got away. And I was like, you, just, just, <laughs> you, you walked into the hallway, buddy, you didn't go that far. Not uh, enough, Hawk. I feel like you were being very critical of Hawk's police work. All I gotta say is there is an uh, unauthorized person walking around the morgue, right? Can, I guess Can so. we, where's our local morgue at? Do you know? No, I don't Neither know. Do I, is it in the hospital? Maybe? I don't know. I, don't I should know. ask my uh, my wife works in the hospital. I should ask her if she knows where the morgue is. But I'm pretty sure we can't just go in there and visit bodies whenever we want. We don't know who that one armed man in, is. Unless maybe, it's the, maybe he's authorized to be there. The local policemen just follow us right up to the door, and they're like, "Well, they got away. They got away." <laughs> so sorry, Hawk, if you're listening. Next scene. This is really creepy. Mike and Bobby in the uh, woods. Yeah. Um, it's filmed really creepy too because it's filmed using just the light of the yeah, flashlight. So you just see the, trees and like silhouettes. The darkness of the woods and yeah. then this like lit by flashlight as they're mm-hmm. walking through. Um, uh, 
apparently Mike and Bobby are going, it looks like they're going to do some illicit drug pickup. They're doing things. drug stuff. They're going to meet, They're go- well, they're going into the woods to pick up something, but who's there? Leo. Leo. Creepy and Leo. His, you know what else is there? His dumb hair. His Remember, dumb that's what you said the last hair. time I said his dumb hair Ugh. beats his wife, but his hair... Is terrible. Dumb. If any one of you guys has a, if you have, if you're a grown man with a ponytail, we love you. I shouldn't be judgmental. It's not the ponytail. It's just like I don't know. It's mainly I just don't like him. It's what it is. He beats his <laughs> wife, and now you're mad at him. I totally understand. Uh, he's there. He's got a gun too. He's pointing a Wasn't gun. Like at, a shotgun, right? Well, he's pointing a gun at Mike and Bobby, and then there's like a really creepy other guy in the woods. Did you see this other creepy Leo guy? Leo says, "Don't worry about it." Yeah. Although, so Leo, the way he said that, I don't know if he knew that there was a guy with him, and he said, "Don't worry." about it or he said don't worry about it like he doesn't care what's going on i know i can't tell if that creepy guy is with him or if he thinks mike and bobby are just trying to like hey look over there and leo in this exchange uh complains that he's not getting his money right Mm -hmm. yeah and he says he wants his money and the money is we now know is the money that was in laura's safety deposit box yeah and we know why he wants new money yeah leo needs a new pair of shoes needs a new pair of shoes leo needs a new pair of shoes very expensive shoes and he drops the bomb that he knows that his girl sleeping around him but he doesn't know with who and he's talking to bobby you know can i tell you when we're when i was watching this i forgot that that bobby was the guy (laughs) So like that completely went over my head, but then later I realized it, and I was like, "Oh man, like, oh, he's griping about Bobby, Bobby to Bobby." Run, run, Bobby, run! And they do run. They run. Bobby through. and Snake run away. Yeah, they do. Um, Get your hands out of your pocket, Snake. That just the whole scene is so creepy, just with the woods and the flashlight, and then the weird guy in the back, and he's wearing like a balaclava or a face mask or something. So we have no idea who that person well, is. Well, also Leo is very. Vo- I mean, Bobby and Snake are kind of terrible guys. Yeah. I mean, Bobby's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, without, I know there's like a murderer running loose, but like of the people we know already, like we know he's a bad dude. Yeah. Bad dudes. Um. Ed comes in from a hard day working on the gas farm, and he's, uh, he's, Nadine is really mad at him because he stepped on her drape runners, Mm -hmm. Um, and then she's so mad that she breaks her exercise machine. Yeah. (laughs) What? She, she's, like, kind of doing a rowing thing, and steps on the runners and gets oil all over which by the way he's comically oily right <laughs> like he looks like he would just walk through a swamp or something and she's so mad she broke it are those things hard to break you think in I real think life so i think maybe well, i've got a theory about all right that. let's mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna mark it down thank as a you don't let me forget oh is that what you're doing with the yeah, stars I'm thank marking you down another mystery that. Here. thank you i've got a theory uh, for that. bobby Next scene, Bobby goes to see Shelly, and he sees that she's been beaten by yeah. Leo. Like, like we discussed in the last episode that the beating takes place off camera, but you can imagine that he... With a bar of soap in a sw- sock. He swings that bar of soap in a sock at Shelly. To and, creepy music. And, and so he sees that Shelly's been beaten, and he says this, which is really weird to me. If he ever does this again, I'll kill him. Which is like, it's okay he did it this time. <laughs> like, Bobby. what? Well, it was, like, it was like such a weird, like, he goes, if he ever does this again, I'll kill him. And then she was like, but then he'll kill you. And I was like, wait, <laughs> so much killing going on, you know? And I don't know. It, it is weird. It's, it's really so, weird for Bobby weird to scene. say that. Like, him saying it's okay to beat you once, but if he beats you again, I'll kill you. Especially because in just a few episodes ago, he said, uh, what's the guy like, James? Of James, yeah. he said, too bad I can kill him only once. So he wants to kill him twice. But Leo, he only wants to kill once if he happens to beat her again. So yeah. it's, like, really weird. He's scared of Leo. Well, um, Leo's a scary guy. And then the next scene is... This might be one of my favorite scenes in all of Twin Peaks. The sheriff's department is all set up outside. It's very exciting. They've got a chalkboard. Yeah. Uh, they've got a table full of donuts. And uh, Lucy's serving coffee. And then they set up a glass bottle. Looks like maybe, like, a milk bottle. 60 feet and six inches away from Cooper, who is standing. Uh, and then they've got a bucket full of rocks. And then Coop gives a history lesson about Tibet. Out of nowhere. Which is really unrelated to anything else. Yeah. Except that I think in the 90s, everyone was really conscious about the struggle that was sure. going on in Tibet. I remember because I was too young to watch Twin Peaks, but I was a teenager during the 90s. And... Um, I do remember that being on the news a lot about how Tibet needs to be freed and all of the celebrities are really behind it. So I, 
I don't know what's going on with Tibet, but Coop gives a little history lesson, and then he announces that he received a special like way to do deductive reasoning yeah. uh, in a came, dream. It came to him in a dream. It came to him in a dream. And what he's going to do is they know that Laura in her diary wrote on her last her last entry that she was nervous about meeting Jay. So they've written down everyone in the town that has a J in their name. And then... In, yeah, including the note he just got, One-Eyed Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Even and, though we haven't met them, but we know it's a person, or a place, I mean. And... And he asks them, they're going to read off the name and their relationship to Laura. And then Coop is going to throw a rock at the bottle. And he wants them to note when it hits the bottle. When it hits the bottle. Yeah. All right. And here are the names. we got James Hurley. Yeah. We've got Josie Packard. Mm-hmm. Got Dr. Jacoby. And it's worth noting that when Coop threw the rock for Dr. Jacoby. Should we Jacoby, say that those are all misses, right, by the way? Those are all misses. Except yeah. for Dr. Dr. Jacoby. Dr. Jacoby, it hits the bottle, but, but doesn't break it. Yep, very important. And that is apparently, they need to write that down. Johnny Horn, Norma Jennings, mm-hmm. Shelly Johnson, yeah. Jack with one eye. Because he thinks it's a person. But then they point out to him that that's actually a place. Yeah. So they're not going to, that's discounted. Yeah. And then Leo Johnson. And when Coop throws the rock, it breaks. It breaks. Um. My favorite thing about this entire scene is how everyone is just going with it. Like, at well, Harry, Harry even like pulls him aside. Harry, like, this is what we're doing. This came to you in a dream, right? He's like, yes. Yeah. All, yes, it did. That is it. The the like everyone is just going with it. Harry does pull him aside to confirm that it did indeed come from a dream, and you can tell that Harry might be a little skeptical, but everyone's just going with it. They're going with this Tibetan rock throwing. Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> You bring in a special agent for a reason, right? You can't bring so. in a special agent and then be like, I'm not going to follow you lead. I do like that they play it. Like, First of all, I think it's a really smart like narrative tool. Because it's, like it's almost like the fortune teller, right? Like if a fortune teller tells you, then you're like, oh, it's the clues the fortune teller's telling me might feed into the mystery. So it's like it, it hitting the, the glass bottle. For Dr. Jacoby, does that mean anything? It's also a little bit of a recap. I that we talked. Thank you. I was gonna say before. I love that it helped me out too. Yeah, we talked before about how uh, back in the day when you wanted to watch television, you had to be sitting in front of the TV at a certain place and time in order to watch your show. You couldn't just like binge watch it on Netflix. And, and this is probably before they even invented like previously on Twin Peaks. Right. That probably didn't even maybe. Exist. Yeah. And so this was a really great like if anybody new is watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> here are all these characters that God, you by the way about. anyone new watching the show i'm so sorry right <laughs> you know um great scene and then it, they kind of play it for comedic reasons too where it hits what's his name jerry or oh it hits andy it in hits the andy. face at one point did we all think he was gonna cry <laughs> that was my first thought because i told a man i said i think this is the first time i've seen this man where he wasn't crying and then i was like <laughs> oh no he got hit with the rock oh andy um, next scene, we are at the the old diner, and Audrey plays the music from the show, the soundtrack yeah. on the jukebox, and she does a dance. Maybe is that a dance? That she she does that. She does that kind of weird dance she was doing in the room. She's dancing, yeah. In the last episode, she orders a cup of coffee because yeah. Agent Cooper loves coffee. She likes it. She doesn't drink it. She just kind of rubs her hand over it. Yeah. And when she tells who's the girl she's talking well, to. Well, Donna and her family are at the diner. Yeah. And Donna goes over to say hi to Audrey and she asks Donna if um, if because Donna was Laura's best friend. Did Laura ever talk about her dad? Yeah. Audrey's dad, Ben. Because apparently Ben Horn used to sing to Laura. Not creepy at all, right it's guys? super creepy. Yeah. What? He used to sing? I can't imagine he's a good singer. <laughs> What's going on? That's, I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't a know. mystery. The, um, well, also, Mark well, you, well, you put stars. Can you put a star next to that Tibetan map? I've got a. I got a something to say about you that too. It. Thank you very much. You got the it. Um, yeah, have we the instances where the soundtrack is playing and people in the show can hear the soundtrack? Have they always involved that same character, the girl? Um. So. I guess maybe is that the same? It, it could be the same song. I'm not sure. I don't think it's the same song, but I'm just trying to figure. Well, no, the the soundtrack also showed up in the bar, and I don't think she was there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember the the bar singer, the mm-hmm. person was singing it in the a lot of, the, of the, in episode one. A lot. I have noticed a, a lot of the music on the show is associated with particular characters. Yeah, is that yeah. what you're trying yeah. to? Yeah, I'm just trying there? to figure it out. Like, I'm well. 
trying to figure it out. Um, one other thing that I want to mention about the diner is Ed um, shows up at some point, and he's talking to Norma, and he's sharing his woes yeah. about Nadine. Question for you. I'm in the doghouse. If you were, uh, if you were like the other woman, am I the other woman? Yeah, in let's scenario? say let's okay. say you're Norma. Hey, and <laughs> Amanda was married to Nadine, but then she came in. <laughs> yeah, wait. This is a very confusing story. Basically, Just what I'm, I'm trying, the other woman. Okay, you're Norma, and Ed comes in and he come. He's telling you about him and his wife. Yeah. Does that either, do you not like that because you don't want to hear about your man with another woman? Or do you like it because that. I would think it's that one. That's, it's driving him more into your arms. I don't, well, having never been in that situation, I almost think it's, if you're like the other woman, what he's doing, he's complaining about his wife, right? Yeah. He goes, I go home and it's tough, right? I'm in the doghouse. This woman's, you know, yelling at me. And I come to you, and I feel better. Mm. That feels good. That's why you're the other woman, I right? I guess I mean, so. We're doing a lot of speculating. And we are. I it, guess I always if like... If anyone listening is in an <laughs> adulterous relationship, feel free to write in at samepeaksyaw at gmail.com. We would love to hear your perspective on this. Uh, I don't know. I guess I always feel we'll like... We'll keep you anonymous, of course. Of course. I just thought it was kind of weird that Norma is like his sounding board for complaining about Nadine. Cause I, I, feel think like... that, I think that's pretty normal, actually. Mm, like, okay. you go... Like, that's... There's a reason he's cheating on her, right? Yeah. You know? I, I guess... mean, not to condone it, but there's a reason it's happened. I think there's a lot of the when I was at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then she's like, well, let me make it better. You know? Yeah. So um, I didn't think it was that weird. He's actually one of my favorite characters, Big Ed. You I, like I Big like Ed. him a lot. I think he's a good dude. We go back to the sheriff's department and uh, Albert has arrived. Yeah. So Albert? Albert is like a freaking here. boss. Albert Rosenfield. He shows up with... Uh, Two other, like, generic, cool-looking FBI yeah. dudes. They're all wearing sunglasses. Um, Coop uh, gives Harry a little warning. Yeah. And he says, you know, Albert's really good at what he does, but he's not really uh, good with the social graces. That's what he says. And Harry's like, well, it's fine. Nobody's perfect. And then Coop tweaks Harry's nose. Burp, burp. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I like Harry is, so I feel like Harry's supposed to be like the us character. Yeah, a little bit. Like he's supposed to be like the kind of like the, because he doesn't say a ton. And he's yeah. just kind of us experiencing it. Um, but it is funny, um, like those moments. But Harry does not like Special Harry? Agent Albert. Or no, no. Harry tells Albert because Albert's very rude. Albert's rude to everybody. He says, "Is amateur." He looks at the report. He goes, "Amateur hour. Looks yeah. like it's gonna be an all nighter, boys." Yeah. And so then Harry pulls Albert aside and he says, "Basically, if Coop hadn't vouched for him, this is a direct quote." He'd be looking for his teeth two blocks up on Queer Street. Yeah. Which Amanda turned to me and said, is there a Queer Street? I don't know if this is supposed to be a saying or if this is actually... You're going to find your teeth on Queer Street. If this is a location in Twin Peaks or is this like... Or is he making like a like a like a derogatory like gay yeah. reference? I don't know. What? That's such it's a weird really thing. Weird. He could have said any kind of street, right? He it's, probably should have said a real street. I feel like maybe like you find your teeth two blocks up on Queer Street is like a local colloquialism for Twin Peaks or something that like when you've done something wrong. You left your teeth on Queer Street. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't sound good for a Twin it's, Peak. It sounds like a threat. Yeah. It definitely sounds like a threat. Like, Harry is unhappy with Albert, and the only reason he's dealing with his rudeness is because Coop has told him that he's good at what he does. Huh. Um, and, then, and then Albert leaves, and Coop gives Harry a thumbs up. He gives, like, <laughs> and he just smiles, like, he's like, we did it. The, I, so before we leave the scene, Albert is very rude to, what's the receptionist? Lucy. Very rude to her, which... Continues a theme of men being rude to women on the other side of a counter. Because Jerry at the One Eye Jack oh, is rude to super the bartender. mean to the bartender. Yeah. He goes, I'll have two drinks. You know, yeah. was it whatever and a whatever. And she goes, so that's two drinks? He goes, next step, rocket science. Yeah. Or whatever. I was like, whoa. He's very condescending. Yeah, yeah, what a jerk. Well, maybe you should have said, I want two drinks. <laughs> Can you give me two of the same drink, please? You know? <laughs> this guy and his damn loaf of bread. Yeah. You know? I And then... Then we, oh. I mean, really, he's eating a loaf of bread with cheese and butter on it. You're not that <laughs> cultured, let's be honest. We uh, we go back real quick to Ed and Nadine's house. So and mad at Jerry. Okay. Now. 
Now Nadine's really happy to see she, Ed. She runs at him. She runs at him and she, she calls him. Like her arms are pumping. Like she's and running. she calls him a big lug. You big lug, you. And she, we find out that when he stepped on the cotton balls, she yeah. ended up using them and in in achieving her dream of inventing the silent drape runners. Well, he got some grease on them. Remember, he got some oil and grease exactly. on the cotton balls. She he used was, them. And then she used them, and now the drape runner. Does, runners does she silent. think he did it like somehow on purpose, like as a like as a surprise? I don't know, but then she says, "We're gonna be rich." We're gonna be. Do rich. Do you think he could really get rich from drape runners? Do you, well, I'm looking at my house. I don't think I have any drape runners. Do you have no, any in yours? I don't. I have these. I have these. <laughs> you guys can't see this. I'm pointing. So we're recording live from my house. Um, the I've got these hooks. So you yeah, take the you got like curtain hang hooks. Them on. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Those are silent. <laughs> <laughs> that don't make any noises. So I don't know. Maybe you can make some money if you got like a um, like put on an infomercial or something. We um, the next scene takes place. Uh... Can, you, can you imagine that commercial too? Like <laughs> it's so loud. Has this ever been you? <laughs> what are you saying? I can't hear you. The curtain runner's too loud. Has this ever been you? Well, you know, she can be. May, I'll say in the nineties, sure, she yeah, could have been really rich maybe, if they marketed maybe. it correctly. Um, the next scene, we're back at the mill, uh, and Pete, uh, is, he's sitting there, he's cleaning his boots, and Catherine is his wife, and she kind of goes into another room, and then Pete steals a key, and he gives it to, he sneaks it out the door to Josie. Yeah. Um, and then Catherine sends him to his room, so you find out that Pete and Catherine are not sleeping together. Well, yeah, that was my first thing, because I thought, I was like, are they husband and wife? And then they, when he had his own room, I was like, I don't think They are husband, husband and, wife. and wife, but Catherine is fed up with him. She doesn't want him around. Um, That's a bummer. They don't have a good relationship. He seems clearly. like a nice guy. He, uh, Pete is awesome. Pete's one of my favorite characters. But did we discuss the fish even more? Do you, you have a theory about yeah, the fish? Yeah, can you put a star right. fish? Because he mentions the fish again. <laughs> he does. He does. He mentions he does. it. and Okay. It's a little callback. Yeah. Um, but that little key that he gave Josie is uh, she pulls she pulls back a secret it's bookcase. A secret bookcase. And she opens a little, uh, a little sh- uh, safe that's back there and she discovers there are two ledgers. She even says it. She goes, two ledgers? Two ledgers. Just in case we can't see. <laughs> We got two two ledgers, which I do appreciate her saying that because I was like, oh, okay, there's two ledgers, two ledgers, she two looks, ledgers. That's looks apparently around. a yeah. mystery. I'm gonna put a star next to it. Thank you. And then we've got Leland oh, listening God. to he's listening to some swing music and he's dancing. And I guess you're you can before the you swing music even starts though he starts snapping and he's snapping so angry and then he starts the music like yeah. he's really I didn't even recognize him at first because he's seen from the side I guess you can infer from this that maybe him and Laura used to dance they used to do swing dancing maybe maybe or he um, always wanted to swing dance with her I don't know and he, he's dancing with her picture and he's crying and there's a phone ringing in the background and then Sarah comes and she's trying to stop him and he's he like he grabs the picture and he's like going in circles yeah, and he's like, no, we have to dance crying. for Laura. And then he's the crying. frame breaks because she's struggling with him. And it makes his hands all bloody. And he just, like, wipes the blood and on the crying picture. And he's crying while he puts it. And, and she, Sarah. Somehow she seems like she kind of has it together a little Sarah bit. Sarah screams, what is going on in this house? I know. I really thought we were going to get a close-up of that fan again at that point. Oh, like, the fan's always watching. I the fan. The, um, that was a hard scene for me. You know, because it's Rough. this weird, like it's that weird, like it's kind of, like it's kind of funny because he's just going in circles, right? But then it's kind of like really kind of miserable Stop too. Being such a great actor, <laughs> Ray Wise. Jeez, you know oh. what I mean? All joking aside, I mean he's killing it. Like it could have been, it could have been hilarious. Like look at this guy he lost his daughter, but I mean it's so like <sighs> he breaks that frame. Uh, did you put a star next to it? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Push that next a, to a picture frame. Do you have a too. theory about yeah. the picture frame? Okay. Thanks for being so great at this. You're welcome. Uh, and then we have the famous, the infamous dream sequence. Coop is ha- this infamous? Yes. I did not see this coming when it happened. Coop falls asleep and he has a dream. Poor Amanda. <laughs> Poor Amanda. That's all well, I gotta people, say. When people ask me, like, should I watch Twin Peaks? I usually say, like, three episodes. Is this, like, where people are either out or I feel in? like you're either out or in after you've watched this dream sequence. Just like um, Project Runway. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Oh my I god, exactly you're, like you're I'm in, in or you're out. Avina's in. 
Um, Cooper has a dream. He's much older. Yeah. He's in a red room with a black and white chevron floor. In uh, zigzag pattern wood floors. Yeah. Oh, is that what you just said? Yeah, that's what a chevron (laughs) is. That's okay. Um, But then he sees uh, the man with one arm. Yeah. And he's not in the room somewhere else. No, so, yeah, like, like, like in at first scenario. he's in the room, and then he's he's transferred somewhere else, and he sees the man with one arm, mm-hmm. who introduces himself as a Mike, um, which is weird because we already have a Mike on the show. Thanks for um, confusing me, guys. No, um, he like recites this poem, and in the poem is the line "Firewalk." With it me. ends with it, right? Yeah, which is the line that we we found written maybe in blood at Laura's um, crime scene. Um, and he says that he lived above a convenience store with a guy with a guy named Bob, which we already have a Bob on the show. We got Bobby. So again, more confusion. Thanks a lot, Lynch and Frost. Uh, poor Eric's never gonna I be know. able to understand the show. I know. What's um, going on? But Bob is also the same guy from Sarah's Vision. Yeah, the who, guy that was looking under. Who the bed, I yeah. thought was creepy, and you were trying to defend. He was creepy. I'm just saying, not all <laughs> creepy men are bad. Hashtag not all creepy men. Um, so introduced to two more characters yeah, here. Yeah. Um, and then we go back to the red room and there's a little man. Yeah. And he's dancing. God, a lot guy. of dancing in this episode. He, well, he, he's dancing. He, it's actually kind of scary because we see him a couple times from the back. Yeah. He's kind of like twitching really yeah. fast. But you don't know what it is. You and don't know if... I thought he was like hurting or something. He's... Mm, He's moving backwards and speaking backwards. Yeah, so good. Um, and also Laura is there. I, I th- or maybe someone who looks like her because they're moving back. They're moving backwards. They're speaking backwards. The little guy says, "Let's rock," and then he says, "That gum you like is going to come back in style." Yeah. What? Weird. And then then there's Laura sitting there, and he's like, "This is my cousin." And Coop, who is speaking normally yeah. and moving normally, he says, that's He Laura turns his Palmer. head very slowly. He turns his head slowly. Yeah. Maybe because of how old he is or something. Maybe. Yeah, because he's older yeah. in this vision. He's And then, and he, but he's like, no, this is Laura Palmer. Yeah. And the girl who looks like Laura, it's definitely the actress who played Laura. Yeah. She's like, sometimes I feel like her. No, I feel like her, but sometimes my arms bend back. Yeah. Which is a really haunting thing to yeah, say. Yeah. And then the little the little man starts dancing. He's doing like this little dance. Yeah. And then Laura walks over to Coop and she kisses him. And then she whispers into his ear. And then Coop wakes up. Yeah. He's got amazing bedhead. Did you notice his hair? Um, it looks very much like uh, Freya's hair when she gets up in the morning. My daughter, when she gets up, she gets that kind of hair too. He's got this amazing bedhead. And then he calls... He calls Harry, and he says that he knows who killed Laura Palmer. <laughs> Easy. So, so next episode, the mystery is solved, right? And he says, "Meet me for breakfast." And you can imagine that Harry said something like, "Don't you want to tell me now?" And but Coop says, "No, it can wait till morning." <laughs> end episode, right? End and it episode. ends the credits. The little man's dancing <laughs> during the credits. Oh God! I'm gonna guess you're gonna put some stars next to that, right? Stars next to next the, to the dr- next to the dream. Next, to, yeah, put some stars next to the dream. Next to the dream. Okay, right. holy guacamole! Just I'm looking. Real talk. I'm looking at our time. This is a dense episode. It was really. They're dense. not all this dense. A lot right? of stuff happened. No, this is a particularly dense episode. Oh, let's let's discuss so many mysteries. So many mysteries. This is the segment where we talk about all of the mysteries and try try to see what Mr. Eric's theories are Man. about about all of these mysteries. So, so are we just gonna go in go order, back. right? Let's go I back like, about the mysteries. By the way, I very much like you putting stars next to things because that helps us figure out. Number what we one, who killed Laura? Any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, that's still a mystery, that's right? That's still the mystery. The, um, hmm. Uh, do I have any new theories? I I don't. I'm nervous though that Big Ed. Is oh. involved because Uh-oh. he's probably my favorite character in the show. Oh, Big Ed's your favorite. He just seems like a nice dude, and I get that he's cheating on his wife. That's not very nice, but he just seems like a, just a nice dude with a bonkers wife. <laughs> and you know what? He's, he doesn't have like a great job. He yeah. just wants to be happy. Yeah. You know? Um, 
Uh, and I'm nervous he's going to be more involved. So ooh. that's the only new involvement I have for the Laura Palmer murder. Who mystery. do you think uh, slipped Cooper that note about Jack with Where's he eye? staying? He's staying at the Great Northern. At the Great Northern. Um, which is the hotel that's run by Ben Horn. I have no clue who slipped in that note, but I could tell you that the um, Jerry just showed up, right? Oh. He's the only new guy in town. And he knows about One-Eyed Jacks. Yeah, he knows about One-Eyed Jacks. He just found out about Laura, but maybe he was... Why pre- didn't they just say One-Eyed Jacks instead of Jack with One Eye? Maybe they're trying to be mysterious. What do you mean? In the note. Like, why does it say Jack with One Eye and not oh. One-Eyed Jacks? Um, weird. Maybe they don't know what they're Maybe talking whoever about. passed the note doesn't know exactly yeah. what the place is called. They just kind of heard it. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Um, so I don't know who passed the note. Nadine, uh, is she secretly the Incredible Hulk? They, you know what? I'm so glad you brought that up because i that's why I asked for a star there. <laughs> is she stronger than we think she is? I don't know. I mean, like, that's why I asked. I was like, how cheap are those things made? <laughs> and she, like, breaks it. She does. I don't know if we were dealing with a superpowers type situation. So, it's a mystery. Yeah. Uh, you requested that I put a star next to Tibet. You have a, I did. You have okay, a theory so I about do, Tibet. I do have a theory about Tibet. So um, just particularly that map of Tibet. That's a yes, big map of Tibet. It is. Twin Peaks is a very tiny town. Yes. Did Coop bring <laughs> the map with him? Right? Does Coop travel with the map well, that was Tibet? that was the first thing I thought. I was like, first of all... I guess he could you... have had Diane send it to him. He could have in the mail, Maybe. right? Yeah. Knowing... Because he's mailing his tapes to her, right? Which, yeah. by the way... He doesn't talk to her in this we, episode. We didn't say any. That was weird. Of him talking to the yeah. tapes. The um, That was my first question is, where did he get it? And I have a question for you. And you can tell me... This is a slight spoiler. Is there a library in Twin Peaks? I think there is. Is there? Yeah. Then I oh, think maybe may, he got it from the he library. Maybe, even though you know, I'll tell you right now. Like nowadays, so Tess and I are both librarians. The role of a library in the community has changed much more than it has back in the nineties. But back in the nineties, almost like libraries and archives were kind of the same thing in many communities. Yeah. So I don't think it would be that weird for them to have a big map of Tibet. Having said that, I don't know what it's doing in the library collection from the beginning. We would probably weed it from our collection. But I'm thinking he either got it from the library, most likely he had it mailed by Diane. Maybe. So that was what I was trying to figure out. Where did he get that big map from? Um, <clears throat> did you have any theories about the rock throwing? The rock throwing? The rock oh, throwing, yeah. Um, well, in the show, we're kind of dealing with magical type things. Do you think that um, Coop, I guess this is tied in with the dream too. Do you think Coop has prophetic dreams? Like, is well, he a prophet? Like, he what's... had the dream about this new investigative technique yeah. before he got the Twin Peaks. That's true. And we've been thinking three years ago. He do said. Do we know? Now you have to be careful with your out of game knowledge. Do yeah. Do we know if Coop has ever been to Twin Peaks before? As far as we know, he has not been. I to think Twin he Peaks might before. have been the Twin Peaks. Oh, before. really? I do because I think these special power type things that seem to be happening oh, is tied something tied to, Twin, to Peaks. Twin Peaks. And I think Coop has been here before, mm. and he's either. I mean, he seems super impressed with the Douglas firs, so. <laughs> But he might not remember it. You know, there's a lot of times where, like, I'll go to, where was I? I was, oh, when I was I was uh, in Delaware recently, and they had a, a state fair set up. It was, and I was like, I've never been to a state fair. My mom was like, yeah, you have when you were a kid. I don't remember it. There's, Coop could have been all over places when he was a kid. He doesn't remember it. Maybe. You know? mm-hmm. Um... Oh, Ben singing to Laura. Did you have any theories about that? Other than what song is he singing? <laughs> you want to know? <laughs> I kind of wish he's singing the theme, like whatever the, remember what was her, the, the. What Audrey dances to? No, no, not oh. that one. Oh. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, the song that's sung in the biker bar. Oh, to the like tune Julie of the, yeah, yeah, to the tune of the main theme. I kind of <laughs> wish he was singing that. <laughs> So I don't know what he was singing. It's weird that he was singing to her. Um, I do have a quick theory about him real quick. So about Ben Horn. He is, we know from the previous episode that him, business and pleasure, are the same thing. Yeah. Right? When he's going to One-Eyed Jacks yeah. and having pleasure with what's-her-name, what's the business opportunity mm. for him? Because they're one and the same, right? That's right. what he said. So trying to figure out what's going on there. So, um, Did you have a... Uh, theory about Pete stealing stealing the key or the two ledgers or the secret bookcase. I don't know what's going on with the ledgers. The bookcase, <laughs> I kind of, I don't know. That's really weird. You did want to talk about more about the fish in the pool. I did. Later. Okay, so I think <laughs> someone put that fish there, right? <laughs> oh, oh, who put the fish? I in think the easy place? answer. I think is Catherine. Oh. Catherine's just PO'd at him because he. Uh, oh, you thought it was the malicious. 
thing. I did. I thought that Pete was just like skinning his fish in the kitchen and then accidentally got one in the percolator. How do you get a fish in the percolator? I don't know. Let's figure this out. <laughs> no, you didn't. I think someone did on did he didn't accidentally put it in the percolator, did he? No, I don't. He didn't say that, did. right? No, Pete is a good guy. He yeah. wouldn't put a fish in a percolator. No way, right? I think someone did it, and even if it's a mystery that's never mm-hmm. solved, I think easy answer is probably Catherine. <laughs> Cat, she just, probably. She, she's petty like that. Yeah. Um, but. Catherine's there could be something bigger. There could be something in that fish that gives people dreams, perhaps. Oh. If Harry if Harry has a dream or some kind of magical thing in the next episode, it's then I might the say it coffee? could be because of the fish coffee. <laughs> but like I said, Coop had dreams before he came to Twin Peaks, but we don't know how far those fish migrate. So You said you had a theory about the... Uh, the frame. I do. And the this is a very tiny one. Okay. I wonder if something's hidden in it. Oh. In movies, if a frame is ever broken. It's usually because there's something, something behind, is hidden the behind it. Yeah, rarely is it broken. I think there might be something behind it. Probably not. Um, I don't know if he ever danced with his daughter or not. That is, I gotta tell you. It's, I know. That's what I am led that to. Scene was, that scene was hard oh, for me, man. Oh, God. Because he, like. He, like, broke that. Because in previous episodes, you think he's kind of holding it together. And she's the one who's losing it, crying. And they, they're giving her whatever. Something, right. Something to relax her. Like yeah. Medication. In this episode, they're flip-flopped. Even though she's screaming. She's still she screaming. She had no more superpowers in this episode. No. Well, she didn't have any visions. Although she, she does seem to be concerned about what's wrong in the house. which Specifically that, the house, not us. That goes back to my theory yeah. that the house is haunted. And also, I can't tell you... Yeah, I know. But I I found the scene where he rubs his blood on her picture to be very disturbing. Yeah. And I developed a theory based on that, but I can't. But you can't tell, tell you. me. Did it come true? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, the, um real quick, the um I was gonna say the mom so she didn't do any more superpowers in this episode, but I was I was thinking to myself, there may be something with the house, like you said, you know. So yeah. The fan. Yeah, the fan. The fan is somehow behind it all. The fan killed Laura. I don't know, man. Um, Did you have any theories about Coop's dream? That crazy dream he had. Well, so it's hard. I I do think that we could probably go a little bit more. Do you have deeper notes on the dream at all? No. Because I feel like the little man, he said a few things that are kind of important about... Because he first of all, the music he's dancing to is music from the show, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's listening to our theme music again, yeah. which is going on. And he says something, and I didn't, I didn't take notes, but he says something to the point that like... Um, um, where I come from, there's always music. There's or always music, and the music birds are always the singing. Birds are always singing, right? Yeah. And he starts dancing. Um, I think I don't know if this is in the future or what. Mm. I think because Coop is older, mm-hmm. right? I think Coop is paralyzed in that chair because oh. he's moving his neck very slowly, and he That's never true. he never gets out he of never the gets chair out of the chair at all. He's barely moving. So I think it might show that even if it's not an exact like future one to one, I think his dream might be predicting some elements of the future. Mm. So I think we might meet. So here's some easy guesses in the future. We're gonna meet. Um, what are the two people that we just met that have the same names? <laughs> Mike and Bob. We're gonna meet Mike and Bob in the show. Okay. I think. Um, I don't know why Coop is having these dreams about them, but they don't seem like good dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the first the one-armed guy seemed okay in the last episode, like just wandering around. Now he seems now he seems mean. creepy. Seems yeah. mean. I didn't even notice he had one arm because he's wearing a black shirt. And yeah. Black, so uh, his well, where his other says, arm should be is kind of in the shadows. And he says he he took his arm. Yeah. I guess him and Bob were doing bad things together, and he chose to not be bad anymore and to not kill. And so he yeah. took his whole arm off so that he wouldn't kill anymore. Yeah, and Bob says some stuff, too, that I thought was interesting, but I don't remember what it was. Something very sneaky. So he looks somehow looks less creepy. Well, he's not crouched next to a bed. Yeah. Think, <laughs> that know? did make him look that really made him creepy. Less creepy. The, um... I do think we'll meet the little guy one day. Oh, you, you know, think we're, so? We're going to meet the little man. You don't think he just exists in the ah, dream? One thing. Mm, is that a dream or is that a place that they're at? Like an actual place? I, I think it's know. a dream place. You think it's a dream But I think place. some things in the dreams are, like, you know how when we have dreams, they kind of are like things that happen during our day. Yeah. Kind of influence. I think he's being influenced by the future. But I do think it's important to note that, so you said he's talking backwards, but he's not just talking backwards. He's moving. So they play the audio backwards. But when he spoke originally, he said the words backwards-ish. Yes. 
Yes. You know what I mean? So if he spoke regular and they played it backwards, it would be gibberish. Right. But you can still make it out. So yes. he tried his best to say things backwards, which is really hard, right? Yeah. And then they played it back. I don't know if that's important or not. So <laughs> he loves that song, though. He was dancing, that guy. Um. Uh. What? Oh, the creepy guy in the woods. Any? <sighs> Dr. Jacoby? I was wondering about that. Maybe. Because we, we know that he's creeping in the woods getting yeah, we necklaces. Know, we know he owns a pair of brown gloves, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, we haven't seen him at all this episode, except for, like, they showed him a little bit when they were doing the... Epi- the oh, kick. yeah. When they were, I, I did appreciate when they were the, doing the recap. The recap yeah. for us, which I really appreciate, so... Did you have a quotable quotation this week? I do. You actually stole mine for the the one you did word oh, for no. words. That's okay. I've got another one right here. I got it backwards right here. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Which okay. one did I steal? The um, you left your teeth on Queer Street. Oh, so good, so good. Okay. Okay, I got a new one. Okay, right. what's your uh, what's your quotable quotation? Oh, I want to hear yours. You want to hear mine? Yeah. Why do you want to hear mine first? I just do. Oh, tradition. Okay. <laughs> tradition. Uh, like I was saying, uh, you actually took mine because it was the. Um, the one where they talked about leaving your teeth on Queer Street. But I've got a backup right here. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, Jerry and Ben are hanging out. and uh, <laughs> Oh, no. They're talking about how the Vikings left. And Jerry goes, we had those Vikings by the horns. What happened? And Ben goes, we're not 100% sure. They took their translator with them. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> like, such a dumb, such a dumb uh, moment. But they, they took their translator with them. We don't know what happened. Oh, well. My quotable quotation is um, when they're out uh, outside with the chalkboard and Lucy asks if anybody wants coffee. Yeah. And all the guys are like, oh, yeah, fill me up, Lucy. Lucy pours some coffee for Cooper. He drinks it and he spits it back out. He spits it out. I thought it was another fish. He does a spit take. But no, he spits it out because it's so good. He says, damn good coffee. And hot. <laughs> That's my favorite quote from the so episode. I really thought when he spit it out, I thought it was another fish. And I thought it was going to be a through line. Like oh, that, no. Because I, I don't know if it was before or after fish that scene. Fish conspiracy. When, when it, the fish is mentioned again, I was like, is the, fi- is the fish the key? Is somebody you know? following around just putting fish in percolators? Fish in a percolator. Twin Peaks is a mysterious know, job. A lot of Do you around. have uh, an MVP for this week? <sighs> my MVP. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Oh, who's my MVP for this week? I'm gonna have to give it to Laura's dad again. Oh, like really? That scene, and I know, I know. I thought you were know. gonna give it to Big Ed. Big Ed? Why? Because he's my favorite. Yeah. I just like Big Ed. Just has a good presence. But you're gonna give it to okay. Leland again. He, I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm a new dad, but man, he kills it in these scenes. Like he's his only he's a scene really is like good actor. dancing around, and it's like the scene that sticks with me, man. Him going in circles, and her grabbing him, and like, stop, stop, and he just keeps going, man. So powerful. It's such a strong scene. And he's such a, even though he's not doing a lot in the show, yeah. particularly he's my, so far, I like Big Ed because he just seems like a cool dude. But I uh, don't know. That was just really good acting, which is something I'm using for my MVP metrics. Uh, all right. So. I gave, uh, I gave my MVP, um, I'm going more off of like which character I thought was the most, okay. um, the most, and uh, who knows, I might flip and flop Valuable yeah. this episode. And I'm giving it to Lucy. Oh, yeah. Because I think that Lucy probably set up that whole thing outside. They were probably like, Lucy, we're going to be outside today. And she was like, all right, let me get the chalkboard. I need to get all the donuts out there. Let me get this map of Tibet. Maybe Lucy got the map for Coop. Coop might have said, Lucy, I'm going to need a map she, of Tibet. Did you know she was reading a book I of noticed Tibet. that. Yeah. That was so sweet. And that's another reason I'm giving her my MVP. Because yeah. after she got her history lesson about Tibet from Coop, she, reading she was like, I want to learn some more about mm. Tibet. And she checked out probably a book at her local library and was reading about Tibet. Do we get to Tibet. see the library? Um, I feel like we do. Minor spoiler alert? I don't remember. But um, she also, she has to deal with Albert. And um, I thought she was very 
professional yeah. and nice to Albert, even though he was clearly being rude to her. Although, when he turns around, she does stick her tongue out at him. She's like, Oh, Meh. I miss that. Yeah. I miss that completely. She gives a little, like, Meh. But you know yeah. what? She was professional. I felt, I really related to Lucy in that scene because, you know, you know, we're librarians and yeah. not everyone who comes in the library is is happy-go-lucky. Sometimes people come in and they're mad about this, that, or the Which other thing. Which is things. just with any other customer and service job. Yeah. Any customer service yeah. job. And, they, and they're and they rude to you and you have to be nice to them because that's your job. And I feel like Lucy was was doing a really good job in that scene. Not only does she go above and beyond and gets all of the donuts outside for <laughs> for this like weird Tibetan rock throwing technique, but she was also reading up on Tibet and she was very nice to Albert, even though he was. She rude could to have her. easily been like, take a seat, you know, take a seat. And also, first thing I thought of when I saw all the donuts out like in the woods, ants, ants <laughs> everywhere, right? The ants. That's would how smell. you get ants. Those, that's how you get ants, guys. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I gotta tell you, this episode, Tess. How many fish in a percolator do you give it? I give a solid five fish yes! in a percolator. I also give it, it was, five. It was such a good episode. I didn't know that there was going to be a dream thing that's the infamous dream thing. And it was like, <laughs> even without that, like it was solid. It's zipping along. We already know who killed Laura. He just hasn't told us yet. <laughs> Problem, case solved. I'm looking forward to solving the case, uh, closing the case next fortnight. Yes. Know? All right. Well, we'll see you guys uh, back here next yeah. uh, in the next two weeks. We're going to be watching episode four. Yeah. So, guys, if you are watching the show along with us, that's going to be episode four. We'll record it in two weeks from today. Um, the, give me one second. Our Twitter handle is at same team, y'all. That's what we use to talk with all of our listeners. <laughs> Hi, mom. And um, <laughs> our email is same peaks, y'all. If you have any questions, comments, or theories, send them in. Tess will be manning that because I don't want to get spoiled. Same peaks, y'all, at gmail.com. So if you have any crazy fan theories, send them our way. And we'll see you back here in two weeks. In two weeks. Damn good coffee. Bye, guys. Hi.